thinking about getting a nose job. Yeah. How fun. <laughs> what would you get done? I don't know. I just feel like my nostrils, like when I smile, get really big. And then like there's like this like slight like bump right here. Oh. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I used, before I left the church, I used to be so against. Hey, everybody. Wait, how are we gonna start this? The girls' room. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to a very special episode of Broke. 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 Actors. Actors. <laughs> <laughs> I can never get it right. Talking. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Broke Actors Talking with our special guest star, Adam Graber. Hi. Adam Graber. Hello. Well, uh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Adam, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? What's going on in life? How you feeling? Absolutely. Um... What well, my name is Adam. A lot of you who are probably watching this already know who I am, but that's okay. Uh, for those of you who don't, um, I am a broke actor. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, I'm five foot nine. I'm. <laughs> I. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, I'm Asian and <laughs> I uh, love cameras and God, you know what? I used to be Catholic. I'm the youngest of four and my parents are an interracial couple. So Adam, what is one fun fact about yourself? That's a great question. Um, I can... Uh, I have a very keen sense of smell. I can remember any smell from at uh, any point in my life. Um, if I smell that same smell, I can tell you when I smelled that smell before. Is that on your special skills? It is not. I should put it on my resume, though. However, my hearing has taken a toll. I cannot hear with crap. Oh, so this is really hard for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing like an echo in our voices twice, and it's really hard. <laughs> okay, so... Where are you currently in your artistic journey? I know you're going to grad school this fall. Yeah, I'm. I, I am going to grad school. I uh, I'm going to Wayne State University, class of 2023. Whoop whoop, warrior strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited because uh, right now everything is shut down in our community, and it's really scary. So I feel pretty fortunate, and I'm really thankful to have. Um, a place to be and a place to go. I've been exploring television a lot more lately. I've been seeing things that I'm interested in, uh, getting really into videography, photography. Photography is something that I've always done, but not like a serious, like as a professional. Uh, so if anyone needs a, like a cheap professional grade headshot, like I'm your guy, I know that things are tight. So like DM me. What has been your favorite role? When I was in college, I was cast in a educational tour of Charlotte's Web, and I got to be the gander. So they dressed me up in a yellow tuxedo, and I got to walk like a goose, and I got to squawk, and children are the most uninhibited, inhibited, inhibited, 
audience I've ever performed for. So they are so cute. They will tell you how they're feeling. They like to yell. They like to scream. They like to respond, which is not what you can say about like adults. Um, but they're so cute. But it was really fun. My first professional experience in theater. Some projects coming up. We're trying to develop some virtual theater and performance and discovering this. So as a collaborative theater, it's really interesting to look into avenues that we haven't really thought of in the past so we're trying to discover like how does virtual performance fit into all of this especially when that's what's going to happen in the next couple of years because i'm pretty sure the uh theater as we know it is dead you really think it's like done um i think it's done for the time being i think there will be a new normal as opposed to how things have always been done just because we are so aware of disease and illness but that being said, like I don't think it, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think it's going to rethink the way we do things, especially with procedures and like illnesses in general. Like when an actor is sick, I think there's going to be new protocols, which are all for the benefit. Um, just right now, everything's really scary and really unknown, and it's that unknown that's keeping things difficult. So I know that I have a couple other friends that are also in grad school for theater and I know that everybody's kind of worried about you know what that's gonna look like when we all eventually go back to school so do you guys know like what Wayne State is planning in terms of just your classwork how you guys are gonna handle classes oh yeah absolutely um so everything again is super unknown <laughs> um when I was coming to school everyone was like oh we're gonna we're gonna have like these hybrid classes like maybe we'll have like one-on-one -on -one sessions with your acting partner and then the closer we've gotten things have changed so everything's now completely online um I know there's gonna be a lot of zoom in my future I think we're really trying to discover what it is every step of the way but I really don't know <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm, I refuse to think negatively about it. No, it's your education. Why would you want to think negatively about it? Absolutely. So as worried as I am, I'm also excited. I'm also back in Michigan. I love Michigan. <laughs> I miss Michigan. I was in Ohio for three years. I like Ohio. I do have a new appreciation for Ohio. Um, so one thing that we didn't get to know about Adam um, is his zodiac signs. Um, so what are your zodiac signs, Adam? My zodiac signs. So I am a, um, I have a cancer son born July 11th. Uh, I have a Capricorn moon and an Aries rising. That is a beautiful chart. <laughs> oh my goodness. It makes sense because Thank you. For anybody who doesn't know, Adam is a beautiful human inside and out. And it just makes sense that <sighs> Thank you so much. That his chart is also beautiful. <laughs> I hope people still think that with the shade I've been like tossing in this. Well, you can be beautiful and still be a little shady. Thank you. That's what I want to hear. Megan, what are your three signs? I'm honestly afraid to say my sun sign because I feel like the second people hear what it is, they're gonna log off. <laughs> <laughs> um but my son is a scorpio please don't hate me i love it we're kin we're we water kin. signs absolutely and my my moon is a leo mm. and my rising is a libra and i'm also a libra cusp so i have a ton of libra in me that makes sense yeah I, I love my little mix, especially my Leo moon. That's my favorite part, I think. Wow. 
Yeah, I can see that. You have very, like, leadership qualities to you, which is, like, all Leo. Um, you have a spice to your life, which is very Scorpio. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> see, we're not all bad, you guys. Scorpios are pretty cool. I thought it was Geminis that everyone hated on. Geminis do get a bit of flack. That's so interesting because, like, Nick, my my BFF is a Gemini. <laughs> but I love him. Right. Emily, what are, what are yours? Okay, mine, I feel like I genuinely have the signs that everybody picks on. Because um, I, I am a Virgo son. Mm-hmm. And one time on the internet, on my friend's Finsta, somebody commented, like, Virgos don't deserve to live. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that is drastic. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> that, that is like I didn't I didn't know there was so much Virgo hate, but I, I am a Virgo son, which I actually do really enjoy about myself. Um, I am a Gemini moon, which is another sign everybody picks on. Mm. And I am a Leo ascendant. So Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love the Leo Ascendant for you. When I first found out, I was like, what? I don't think this is me at all. And and in doing more research, I've come to kind of embrace that actually I do resonate with a lot of what this means. And I think that there's, I don't know, Geminis get a lot of hate. And I don't think that, I don't think that maybe they should. And Virgos get a lot of hate. And I really don't understand that because why do people hate organized methodical people i don't know i don't know why anyone i mean i really don't like there are reasons to hate and reasons to love every sign so like everything is subjective okay so according to the book (laughs) wait what book is this give them some okay so uh, a great resource if you want to learn astrology um is the signs by carolyn faulkner i think that's how you pronounce her name sorry girl if it's not but it basically breaks down astrology down to its core it's very step by step how to read your chart and when i say read your chart i mean like your natal chart your birth chart that's the time when you were born the most important ones that i believe though are the three that we've been talking about which are your sun your moon and your ascendant essentially your sun is the core of who you are, your star sign. Your rising sign is basically, it's your personality that other people perceive you as. It's how you come across to people. And then there's your moon sign, which is your emotional intelligence, and it gives clues on how a person reacts to life. Um, But I think it's a really great resource though, because it doesn't just explain to you your sign, it gives you the gone right and the gone wrong. Like what are the positive attributes? What are the negative attributes to your sign? I used to be like kind of skeptical. I, I, it was something that I loved to identify with, but I didn't necessarily believe it. Why would I believe something that is so general? Um, and that's where your like natal chart comes into play because it does give you a complete breakdown of like, this is a sign that, that is an attribute to this thing that you can identify with. But if that's not something you identify with, you can go down your chart and look at the signs that may affect that part of your chart as to why you are not like that. Astrology has been around for thousands of years. They're believing it into existence, which I think is kind of cool. Like, it's just one of those things that we don't necessarily understand, but you don't really have to to, exactly. to work on yourself. 
because as I said before, it's positive attributes and it's negative attributes. And what I like about this book is that it really gives you how to work on yourself. So Adam's recommendation is The Signs by Carolyn Faulkner. If you're looking for something to get more into astrology, but I know Emily definitely has some books that she's getting into it. So I, Megan and I, you know, we talked about this last time. We both did The Artist's Way and I definitely noticed because I, I, my, like Adam, I was aware of astrology. I've been aware of astrology for a really long time, but it's only recently that I've started to become really interested in it. And I think a lot of it was that doing the artist's way kind of made me want to get more in touch with the spiritual aspect of myself. Uh, and I thought, I don't know, I just started reading into it. I have one of my really close friends. I'm currently still in Houston, Texas. And one of my really close friends is very into this. And she gave me this book. And the book is called The Stars Within You, A Modern Guide to Astrology by Juliana McCarthy. So that's another great resource if you're interested. And it, I was very drawn to this book because it's so compassionate in talking about all of the different signs and I think why what some of my initial hesitation was about kind of what we talked about earlier which is that there's people have their own thoughts and opinions about different astrological signs and I, I think I was put off because some of my signs I was like I don't like that that's a part of me I don't think that that is me but this book was so compassionate to every sign and and there are really good things about every single sign and things to work on for every sign and reading this book I was like oh I get why that is a part of me even though before I was like no in my journey of self-discovery having compassion is important if you have something in your chart and you don't necessarily agree with it if you feel a lot of resistance towards it it's probably that you do actually have that trait maybe you just need to it lives in the shadow or you're not accepting that it is a part of you. So I think that like my Gemini moon, I was for the longest time, I was like, I hate that. But this book told me that that just means that I'm really creative and I enjoy being creative and in my creative flow, which is very true. I, I do enjoy that. And so I think that this, this book is a great jumping off point. Again, just like, like Adam's book, if you're interested in maybe learning more about this. And I do think that when you get when you look at the full chart, you get you see a lot more of the picture rather than just mm -hmm. like one or two signs. What was the book called again? It is called The Stars Within You, colon, A Modern Guide to Astrology by Juliana McCarthy. And I have to say that the illustrations in this book are so beautiful. They're like art. It is Stunning. But girl, your tarot cards are works of oh, art. Oh, yes. You have to talk about that. Oh, you have tarot cards? I do. I just got them. My friend, the one that's really interested in astrology, she is also into tarot. And we've been going to the park to do, like, social distance hangouts. And she brought her tarot cards. And it was me and her and one of our other friends from high school. It was just really fun. And I was like, this is so cool. So how does tarot work? Basically, it's it's a deck of cards, just like a deck of playing cards, except that there's different suits. So I, there's like cups and wands and swords. Those are the, the suits in a tarot deck. Mm -hmm. And they all mean, all the cards have a different meaning. Just like 
a regular playing cards. Every card has a different meaning, and some cards have higher values than other cards. So the the kind of trump cards or the the aces of a tarot deck are called major arcana cards. And if you draw one of those, it's like a very important card. And then some cards have less value. So um, a lot of it depends on like the shapes of readings that you can do. So all, all tarot readings have a shape to them, the where you lay out the cards and the shapes mean different things. And like a cross is a very popular tarot reading shape, I think, because there's a lot of spiritual significance. So they, they have a spiritual significance. So how does like the shape affect the reading itself? I'm not, see, that's what I'm still learning. I wish I, I could speak more educatedly mm. about this, but from what I've read, I think that th- there are shapes in our symbology that have a lot of meaning. And I think a cross is a shape that definitely holds a lot of significance for a lot of people. So right. when you invoke that shape, you're invoking spirituality. And like a triangle, is another shape that has a lot of spiritual meaning because a lot of religions use triangles to describe things. So triangle is another form of tarot reading. You would you would lay the card out, cards out. Adam just gave me this face and I thought he was like about to like add something and then he goes, I like triangles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh so, but I, I got interested in tarot because I think that it's a good way to work on your listening and that is definitely something that I struggle with as an actor and as a person is listening and truly I hear you I'm so bad at listening (laughs) (laughs) like I I just want to start and I think listening good listeners come from a place of like being really in touch with themselves and their spirituality and so I think that like practicing tarot, learning about that culture and what that means would help me be a better listener as a person, but also as an actor. Mm, I see that. I feel you. Because like listening is so hard for me, especially because like I'm trying to get out of my head, but a way to get out of your head is to go deep into your head and figure out what's mm-hmm. wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can <laughs> shove it out of your body. Um, so that's just a very interesting way and aspect to look at on life, especially connecting, like, how does your spirituality affect your career as an actor is just really interesting to mm-hmm. me. Wow. I think that a lot of actors really resonate with this kind of stuff because our careers are so undetermined compared to other career paths. Like, there's no... There's no one way to kind of progress up the ladder the way that there are in other careers. And I think that having a spiritual outlet like tarot reading or astrology or, you know, uh, Enneagrams, all of this, all of this stuff, it, it gives people a sense of encouragement. Like I am following the correct path for me. And absolutely. Yeah, that's I think that's why a lot of actors like like astrology. Right. There's just the sheer will that you have to have um, is like a personality trait that a lot of people pursuing arts have to like, especially performing arts, well, arts in general, but like Mm -hmm. putting your artwork out there is so scary for me. No, no, me too. My my son cancer uh, (laughs) fear mongering is like, I am so afraid of the work that I put out 
um, that I need some sort of comfort and validation in order to even bring myself to create something <laughs> that people are going to see. It's so scary. Um, so I think that creates mm-hmm. like a like a sort of a community where like I think spirituality is a huge part of that. Um, and I'm not saying that all actors are spiritual because I know so many who are just like as down to earth as they want to think. Very skeptical. Yeah, which is which is great. It works for them, and it's the way that they connect to it audiences, which I think is is also a correct way. There's no non correct way unless you're bad at it. <laughs> In that case, get off the stage. <laughs> but if it brings you joy, like Marie Kondo it, like yeah. just keep it. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's good for the soul. I do have a question for both of you. Like I love doing character analysis and I think that sometimes it's fun to use this astrology stuff when you're doing character analysis and trying to guess, you know, what parts of you and astrology fit into the character that you're playing have you guys ever done anything like that oh i do that all the time no when i watch tv i'm like what sign are they um like with avatar the last airbender So Adam just moved us into our next topic of Avatar The Last Airbender. That's the segue. Segway. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, take it away, Adam, since you have so much to say about Avatar. Oh my gosh. So the thing is about like the signs and Avatar The Last Airbender, clearly there are elements connected to astrological signs. But like, would you th- say that your element is related to the zodiac sign that you bend like do you think katara is a water sign absolutely she's so emotional and so community-based and her moods change at the drop of a hat so i absolutely believe that she's a cancer yeah she'd probably be cancer out of all of them maybe a pisces Mm. but definitely cancer. but is that something that she just comes across as Mm, that's a good point. So when we start talking about the signs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So when you start talking about the signs and the moon sign and the rising sign, um, how did that affect her? Like, is she mm-hmm. is she just a cancer? Is she a cancer rising? Right. And what what is her what is her sun sign? Is she like a Taurus? Yeah. I also think the chart plays into it a lot because I have a lot of cancer like in the rest of my chart but none of Mm -hmm. my major signs are cancer but that definitely like my Mars is in cancer my Venus is in cancer Mm. my I think my Mercury is also in cancer like that it it definitely affects me in a major way but it's not one of my top my big three signs Mm -hmm. so I also think you know the rest of your chart definitely affects how you act so I don't know I almost think that I I do think she's probably a water sign but she kind of has like I would guess on the rest of her chart she's probably got some fire signs she's kind of spunky you know Mm spunky yeah I'm an Aries rising people think I'm intense you are kind of intense (laughs) I know I'm intense I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. No, it's definitely not a bad thing. I think it's one of your superpowers. 
That I scare people? Yeah. So, Emily, what would you bend if you were a bender? See, I've always thought that I would be a waterbender. I think that I like the water the most of all of the elements. And I also, on the show, I love the way that waterbenders move. I think it's so cool. Like, I all the way that all the benders move is so awesome. I think they did such a good job on that show of, like, animating the way that different benders use their bodies to control the elements. And so, I don't know, but, but in my chart, I'm pretty balanced. Like, I think I pretty, I have even, I have an even amount of all of the signs. So in a way, and I, I do love them all. So part of me is like, I don't know, maybe I'd be like an avatar. And I know that's so haughty. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm the avatar. <laughs> but I truly Emily think... Emily over here is the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am the avatar. She just announced no. it. I... <laughs> She's the avatar, I... everyone. <laughs> I guess I, I would say, I, I would say primarily water, but I kind of, I would want to be able to bend all of them. There's the question that Megan sent me. She was like, what element would you want to bend? What element do you actually bend, though? <laughs> <laughs> but, that, like, that's so real. Like, okay, so I, to my core, want to be a waterbender. And I do think, personally, that I would be a waterbender. I'm a Scorpio. We're going back to Adam's point. as like your zodiac sign does that correlate with what element you have bend? And like knowing myself, I feel like I would be a water bender. But everybody's like, no, you're a fire bender. Mm. And I'm like, ah, then you really don't know me. But I guess that's just how I'm perceived. Right. So. Right. There's that the way that you perceive it's your rising. Um, I think I'd want to be a water bender as well. I think we all want to be water benders because <laughs> yeah. guitar is the best. <laughs> Um, but, um, I think about this a lot because, so I minored in dance at Western, and <laughs> what school did you go to? You know, Wumu, and <laughs> I did a lot of dance improv and I think dance improv to me, I thought about this a lot actually, uh, because I believe I was watching Legend of Korra in college and Dance improv is a good way to watch people move and what their natural, like, instincts. frequency is, their instincts to move is, is it, like, water-like? Is it earth-like, fire-like, air-like? Um, and I honestly, even though I, like, hardcore love waterbending for the bloodbending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Megan said she'd stop her periods if she was a bloodbender. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was... So right, I was like, I would. I w- no, I was like, that is that is it. That was I was like, that's it for me. I want I want to blood bend. <laughs> um, but I think I'd be an earthbender. Yeah, you do have that earthiness to you, or air. Those are opposite. <laughs> And fix the part of your intensity. You're so, like, uh, one or the other, you know? Yeah. I'm a polarizing son of a bit. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I'm, I'm so cool with Earth. I would just be cool with bending, period. General, yeah. Period. I've been taking a lot of walks recently, and sometimes when I go outside, I like to pretend that I can bend the elements. 
Oh man, when I meditate sometimes I just think about like moving things. Yeah. With my mind. Well they say like when you meditate, some people have experienced levitation. <sighs> That's cool. My life would change if anything like that happened to me. Right? Well, like one of our professors said, she thinks that humans can fly, but we forgot how to. So maybe we all really can bend, but we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? You too. <laughs> I love her. She changed my life, though. No, Sam. Back to Avatar. Who is your favorite character? Honestly, I think mine is Appa. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just had a conversation yesterday about, like, Appa procreating after this. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> well, Adam and I were like, how were there sky bison in the Legend of Korra? And we were hypothesizing. I guess we need to do more research, but... Yeah, Appa is just so cute, and Appa's last days. I can't even watch it because it hurts me so terribly. When I when I watched that episode, I must have made noises like I was in pain watching it because my mom was like, "Is everything okay? Like you, you sound like you're hurting." And I was like, "I am," because this episode <laughs> is so sad. He's just like he's like the best boy. He's, yeah, he's, truly. He's a puppy, even though he's not. I love him, and Momo. All the animals. All the animals. The best characters. Yeah. So I would say Appa and then like a close second is Zuko. <laughs> and I don't care. I love Zuko. I, love, I do too. I love Zuko. <laughs> His character development is... Straight magnifique. Absolutely. Um, my favorite character is Iroh. Oh, that's a good one. He is so silly and he's so right. Yes. He's, and he is a badass i love iroh words of wisdom he loves tea he knows how to live life happily and never forget when he got like so swole in jail yeah yeah how does he do it oh man and his episode the <gasps> the in memoriam of mako ugh, yeah i i was i was a mess well, I just read this theory that he came back to Ba Sing Se specifically to be at the battlegrounds where his son died. Mm -hmm. And that's where he, you know, erected his tea shop so he could stay there for the rest of his days. That makes so much sense. Would mm -hmm. not question that. That that show hits hard. In so many ways. For a kid's show. For a kid's show. I remember watching it when I was a kid. And I remember talking to people about it on the bus because, like, I don't know, I lived in a place where kids were like, you watch cartoons? And I was like the fuck <laughs> uh but i loved avatar the last airbender and it was one of those things where i could talk to people because everyone liked it even the people who were like i don't watch cartoons but they were like but i watched that one and that was really cool so i thought that was a very interesting pull for some people but it talks about such groundbreaking situations of morality that i'm like don't really process and i think that's like the things that we watched as kids especially avatar the last airbender i think attributes to a lot of the ways that millennials and gen z people view like what's right is with the things that we saw as a kid and they're so vastly different from like baby boomers or gen x that ne didn't necessarily have the media that we had of like teaching people what is good and right and i think that's why we are so like that is not okay generation and i think avatar is a huge proponent of that 
to be honest. What about you, Emily? What are your favorite characters? You know, I had to agree with you and say Abba because he's just, he is just the best. I don't know. His little smushy face. I can't handle it. It's so cute. And the fact that he has six legs and not four is just awesome. Yeah, but that's on point. apart from Appa, I would probably have to say Katara. She is just way cool. I loved that she was, you know, on because on, I didn't watch Avatar as a child. I only watched it for the first time last month. So it was very interesting watching it as an adult. But on the shows that I was watching as a kid, it was mainly Disney Channel cartoons. And most of those characters were kind of like just dumb and childish. I don't want to say um, dumb is maybe a harsh word, but very childish. Because Kim, po- Kim Possible was my favorite show. And Kim is Kim is a BA, but like everybody, everybody else on Kim Possible besides Kim, they're all very childlike. So it was very interesting to watch this show where most of the characters, Aang is kind of, you know, Aang and Sokka are really the only two characters that are like goofy. Everybody else is pretty mature, given the fact that they're all children. So <laughs> That's something that I always think about when I watch it. I'm like... Zuko is 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, his sister is 14. 14. <laughs> Azula is 14. Azula Katara is 14. Aang is, is 12. 112. Uh, well, 112. <laughs> but it's so funny. Like, when Vince and I are watching <laughs> the show, uh, and Aang is talking about, like, how much he loves Katara, and I'm like, it's because you're 12. <laughs> Well, and then people give Guitara so much shit just in general about <laughs> everything. But another point that they gave her shit about is why won't she get with Aang from the get-go? And I just remember when I was 14, I would never <laughs> get with a 12-year-old. With a 12-year-old, right? Like, I'd be like, as if. Ew. In your fucking dreams. So she needs to take some time. So much time. And they're at that puberty age, though, so it's really confusing. Right. It's too much. They're all changing. They're just... But here they are, like master benders, <laughs> facing death. Imagine if people like died more <laughs> in Avatar: The Last Airbender. I mean, they do kill a lot of people accidentally, you know, like the soldiers or what have you. But they never really acknowledge it, except when Aang's like, "Oh man, I hurt so many people. I feel guilty about it." Right. But they don't really do anything about it. Yeah, uh, Aang is such a good person. I remember yeah. that whole like last episode dilemma like can i actually kill the fire lord and i'm like bitch yes but he's 12 i know and that's what (laughs) angers me i don't i'm not like a violent person i don't condone violence but i'm like oh my god like kill one save literally the world come on you know what kyoshi said no justice no peace kyoshi Yes. Huh. I want. I want to. I want a Kyoshi Avatar series. Yeah, we need one. Yeah. I mean, they're making a live action Avatar: The Last Airbender, but honestly, give me that Kyoshi. I want it. It's so interesting. She's so powerful. She's supposed to be like the strongest Avatar. I mean, she lived to two hundred thirty years old. That's so strong. Imagine just sure willpower just living to 200. She's like, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> done. Roku, you're going to have to take this out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Adam. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun.
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize. You're right. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope you have a great day. Any last words, Adam, before we execute you? All right. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> and scene. Bye.